Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of January 2, 2021. So long, 2020. It's nearly over. And look, hopefully we can all have a, a much, much better 2021 on many levels. I'm Joel Marshall, hosting the Winning Post preview podcast. Having a well-earned freshen up. Joining me, as always, to take a look at all the action from New Year's Day through... The weekend is Daniel Nuttall. Well, Daniel, it's looking like a pretty good weekend of racing. New Year's Day, of course, we've got Flemington, the main action. And then, of course, Saturday, the Queensland Summer Carnival really uh, heats up at Eagle Farm. Yeah, that's correct, Joel. Um, look, you know, so I think tomorrow's card's a cracker at Flemington. Um, two um, group uh, group race and a listed race is always on New Year's Day, the Baggett and the and the Standish, um, very competitive day of racing. And then the same again for Saturday, all across the country. I think Caulfield's a really tough card, uh, big fields there. Eagle Farm, once again, has given us a very good card of racing. We saw some competitive um, action last week as we built up towards the Magic Millions, and it looks the same again in the southeast corner of Queensland. So looking forward to those two cards predominantly, but Gawler and Kensington also um, some good betting races there. So um, I think a good chance, plenty of chances across the weekend to, to make a buck, that's for sure. Indeed. All right. Well, we'll kick off with the New Year's Day program at Flemington. We've got a couple of stakes races, the traditional features on New Year's Day, the Baggett Handicap and the Standish. Being run in the first half of the program this year, so not in the quaddy legs. So I guess uh, I guess for quaddy turnover, they like to have big fields included in the quaddy legs. I would have thought the Standish could at least have been in the quaddy, but anyway, that's another argument for another day. We'll take a look at the Baggett. That's the first of the features. It is over 2,800 metres, race three at Flemington. Uh and Charlie Rose likely to start favourite, Daniel. That's correct. Look, I think it's a, it's a pretty small field. Um, I think there's a pretty few promising types in this um, in this field, notably Charlie Rose and Miyaki. They're two sort of lightly raced four-year-olds. Charlie Rose especially. She's only had the eight starts. And look, those two horses met at Flemington a couple of weeks, uh, three weeks ago, up to 2,530 metres. And Miyaki did get the better of Charlie Rose that day. But I think... Uh, the mayor can even the ledger here. She's more improvement to come. Um, she was stepping up from 1,800 metres to the 2,530 metre distance that day. And whereas Miyaki had sort of had a solid grounding with a couple of runs over the longer trip already. Um, he's in good form, Miyaki, no doubt about that. But I think Charlie Rhodes, with just that improvement to come, um, sort of newer to these staying trips, um, I think she's got plenty of upside. And she's on top for me. Miyaki in for second. They're the only two. Wentwood in third. Just keeps winning, of course. Uh, it was an excellent preparation for a young trainer, Matty Raven, at Warrnambool there. Um, beating Princess Jenny last up. Princess Jenny will go around the stakes race at Perth. There'll be a good chance there on Saturday. And then for fourth, we've got the eight, St. Eustace, who ran a ripping race in the um, St. Ledger over this track and trip earlier in the year. Um, just a Tavistock gelding in, in need of this longer longer trip and he won't shock if he was to win this but my numbers five four one eight yeah i'll go the same way and take charlie rose to turn the tables on miyaki they both dropped three and a half but as you said charlie rose was 1800 to 25 30 first go beyond that 1800 meter distance so you'd have to think there's some improvement in her so i'll go charlie rose five to beat four miyaki one wentwood really seems to be on the way up and eight saint eustace just he box seated, looked to be going nowhere early in the straight until Mick D got him around 
we got him to the outside, around heels and, and to the outside. His last 100 metres wasn't bad there behind Wentwood, so he just looks really one pace. The extra distance should suit. But I'm 5, 4, 1 and 8. On to the Standish. Race 4. Eight runners take their place over 1,200 metres at Group 3 level. With the four, serious suspect on top. He's to come back in terrific order, this preparation. So the two starts, he was first up at Flemington at the, over this truck and trip and um, was very good behind Exhilarates and the Astrologer uh, in that race. The four's been franked. He's then second up at Pakenham and did it pretty easily there. Um, speaking to Sarbasan during the week for an article in this weekend's paper, he... He was really, really confident about the horse's chances. Uh, noted how much he loves Flemington. He's, a, of course, he's locally trained, trained at the track, and he performs best when he doesn't have to travel um, to these sort of to other tracks. So Flemington's really his um, is a preferred track, and he's shown that throughout his career, especially with Saab Hassan. His straight track form is excellent. He's got a few yet to win a sort of a, a feature race, I guess, but he has a few um, placings behind some good horses. Wild Planet, one notably, it's. Um, second in a listed race, last preparation. Uh, he's been well-backed this week, and Jamie Carr takes a ride again, obviously an informed rider at the moment. So he's on top of the four. Southern Lad in next, first go at Flemington, but that Sydney form looks really good for this, down to 54 kilos. Um, former sort of reference to Show County Group 3 earlier in the year, or late August, um, fifth a length and a half behind Roheron and Probabil. I think it's a really hot form race for this, and um, loves... This distance, he's had most of his starts at the 1,200 metres and he does his best racing over this trip. So Southern Lad in second. The fine dancer, excellent winner last started down the straight. Has to go up to a group uh, to a group race now, but I think he's um he's up to them. And in for four, Graf, a bit of a class edge on the top of the, top of the page there. The one, four, five, eight, and one for me. Yeah, I'm going to go serious suspect as well. Just uh, in good form. It was a good win at Packenham. He goes... So well down the straight, he gets a bit of weight relief and yeah, I think he's going to be hard to beat. I think one graphs the danger. Seems to be going well for Danny O'Brien. It was a strong win first up at Caulfield. Warranted going to a group one and he wasn't disgraced there behind Bivouac during cup week. He's been kept fresh. I don't think the 59 is too much of an issue for this entire. Uh, in for third, number eight, Defiant Dancer. No knock on the way he's going. That was a dominant win last time out. Down the straight, he just seems to have come back a much improved galloper. And William Thomas, around the mark this time in, just finding it hard to win. Ridden upside down at Caulfield last start, sitting wide on speed. That's not his go. He'll get covered up, I would have thought, here and, and save for the last crack at them. But I'm with four from one, eight, and two. What about elsewhere on the card, Daniel? You got a best and value for us? I do, in the very... Next race after the Standish, the first leg of the quarter, race five, Joel, uh, my best. The one riding the wave, who's had a pretty immediate impact since arriving in the Lindsay Smith stable, formerly a, a Kiwi-trained gelding. Um, he was second behind Defiant Dancer in a benchmark 84 down the straight last start. He was no match for that horse, but he was running away from the rest of the field on the line. Did it well there. He carries a seat whilst he goes back in grade. Um, for this, back to his 78 on Friday, he... Carries the exact same weight at 58 and a half kilos, thanks to the claim of Will Price, who rode him to his only victory in Australia, two back at Ballarat. So I've obviously got an association there. Association there. Uh, Will Price is riding in one of the sort of more, more informed apprentices in the country at the moment. And uh, yeah, clearly the best of the day. Flying Flemington, pretty good price, too, around the $5 mark. Race five, number one. The value comes up in the last, the eight quantum mechanic. 
uh, a mare from the Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr. stable. Mare I've always had a little bit of time for. Um, had a chance first up at Caulfield, just sort of was, wasn't beaten far there, but sort of held ground for midfield. She's generally improves into her second up run. She did so last prep when taking out a sale class one. And then after that run, we went third in Adelaide Guineas, a listed race um, over the mile. She's faces the mile here. I think she's got more upside than these. And I think, um, yeah, sort of $7.750 market currently. Certainly a good each way play for me in the last race eight, number 14, Quantum Mechanic. What about you? Yeah, I'll make my best Nick our Spur, Flemington race seven. Uh, he's got some nice ability, this bloke, bought out of New Zealand off just one run. It was a, an eye-catching third and a maiden over there. Now with the Mar Eustace stable, was very heavily backed first start in Australia, backed as if unbeatable, but he was beatable. He finished third. It wasn't a bad run, though, and the form was okay out of it. He then went to the Valley, and that was as dominant as you'd like to see. I know it was only a maiden. It wasn't a, an overly strong maiden. But it was a very strong win. I think he can progress quickly through the grades. So he's my best. Race seven, number seven. And we'll stick with an old favourite for the value. Race six, number six, Curramay. Didn't do a lot first up at Pakenham. Beaten about six lengths, finishing midfield. She can do that first up, though. Uh, she has been competitive many times at Flemington. A couple of good wins here. Gets the two kilos off for Lewis German. I just think there should be sharp improvement in her second up, and she's going to be a good price, a good price again, which she usually is. That's race six, number six. Now we do have a couple of other New Year's Day programs. I'll just take you through quickly. Canterbury race on Friday night. So once Flemington's done and dusted, you can tune in to the night racing action at Canterbury. Uh, there is a stakes race. It's race six on the card. It is the listed Christmas classic. I've gone for number 10, In and Up. Very consistent gallop. It usually starts over the odds. Uh, there's a bit of rain around in Sydney. The track will be rain effect, and that's going to be right up his alley. So I think he's going to be hard to beat In and Up. I think the dangers are high tail and 11 11. Uh, my best bet at Canterbury on Friday night is Amaretti, race four, number five, dominant, stepping to the mile last start, almost a four-length winner. I think he can go on with the job. Blaze seven is the value, race three, number seven, former Kiwi that was beaten in the maiden at Kembla Grange earlier in the year off some good trials, but wasn't thrashed. It wasn't a disgraceful run. She's been given time. Her recent trial win was excellent. I think she'll be hard to beat first up. I also didn't mind pragmatism off a recent trial. Race two, number six, at around $10. April rains come up very short there. Uh, but I think pragmatism will run you a good, a good race. And across the Tasman, we've got a great program from Ellerslie on New Year's Day. It's always a, a big card of racing. Got the Group 1 Railway, several Group 2s and Group 3s. My best for the... In fact, my best and value both come up in the two benchmark races so neither of the features Naja race two number 12 is the best easy maiden win first up she trialed well she's always looked to have talent I think she can go on with the job and the value of it is race 10 number 16 Rusavi came back to 1400 last week and was doing his best work late one win from 21 granted that doesn't read great but most of these are only won one race and he is racing really well from gate one back up to the mile I think he'll give you a good sight each way in the last at Ellerslie. Well, that is all the action for New Year's Day done and dusted. If you can make it through that and press on to the Saturday, January 2, 
there's plenty of good racing to get your teeth stuck into. We'll kick off with Eagle Farm. It is the feature program on Saturday. A couple of stakes races, four wildcard races, win and you're in to the Magic Millions race day in a fortnight. That's, of course, if you uh, if the horse wasn't sold through a Magic Millions auction. So plenty of, uh, plenty of cash, plenty of um, black type and, and other incentives on offer on Saturday. There is a good two-year-old race too. It's not a stakes race. Uh, race four on the program, but it's an important two-year-old race for a few of these heading to the Magic Millions. Ranch Hand from the Waller Stable at a dollar sixty, very short. I'm in Glen Eagles Corner. Uh, not happy with Gate Twelve, but I'm a big fan of his. And uh, yeah, I want him to win or at least run a place to get into the Magic Millions would be nice. I've got a little ticket on him at big odds. So that's a, an interesting sure race, well, Daniel, just, race four. Well, Glenn Eagles, I haven't really looked at his prize, but the prize money. Would he get in with a top three finish in this race? Yeah, well, he's not in at the moment. So he's 36,000. I think he's around yep. 19, 20, around that mark. Um, so he's, he's in front of Ranch Hand. But yeah, this, I reckon a second... Without looking what the prize money is for second in this race, but I reckon second will get in. So even if even if Ranch Hand beats Glen Eagles, then I think both of them will get in. Um, yeah, twenty thousand for second. I reckon that could probably just about seal Glen Eagles. So look, if he runs a, a very good second to Ranch Hand from a wide gate and maybe a bit unlucky, then I yeah I won't certainly be tearing up my ticket. But it's a it's a key race. Yeah, there. yeah. Are, are you look, with Ranch it does Hand? Look really hard to beat, considering how dominant the debut was. Um, Horse, a couple of horses in behind him, no slouches. Mura Mura, pretty handy type in second, well beaten by Ranch Hands. I think the rise of 1,200 metres only suited him as well. Jolly um, was sort of, sort of underwriting before the turn and didn't immediately quicken um, over the 1,000 metre trip, but was really running away from them late. Um, some sort of win, and through replicates that, should be hard to beat. Um, Nasher Willa heading up um, for the ride. Glenn Eagles, I thought, was a clear second pick, though. Um, very good on debut. Like no, obviously, like you look at the look at the form guide. He's beaten four and a half lengths by She's All Class, but um, he was well off in this, well off that horse in this. Sorry, as they turned and was really work doing his best work late. So I think they're the main two. Um, Golden eighty sort of missed the start, a little bit inconclusive first up, but the win on debut back in October was was nice and in for fourth. I had the seven win burn, but I thought it was a I thought it was a little bit of a race in two. I'd be surprised if. The winner didn't come from Ranch Hand or Glen Eagles. All right. Well, it's not a black type race, but it is the first leg of the quaddy. We may as well take you through the full quaddy legs because race six is the Magic Millions shootout. Uh, there is a wild card um, ticket on offer for Magic Millions race day for the Stayers race there. Um, Ballistic Boys won his last two in good style and, and yeah, should look, be hard to beat to, again, Daniel. Are you with him? to beat it, but just sort of, I knew it was going to come up, um, you know, sort of a two forty, two fifty price, which he sort of has, and uh, see if there was sort of value in the race, but I just can't pick against him, really, and what he's done so far. Joel, his prep, he was excellent in the Doom and Miley. was sort of a long way on the, on the turn. Probably a little antsy for those who backed him. I know I did that day and thought, geez, he needs to be good from here, but Good he was. He was excellent. In fact, he did it pretty easily in the end, um, chasing down Snitch. Goulwell was back uh, about a length and a half away third. That horse has since run well behind the Herovian last Saturday. Um, just continues to um, continues to impress Ballistic Boy. His only start at this trip was in the Rough Habit in the Winter Carnival, and there was an excellent win there. So 
He'll only improve up in trip. He's a very talented gelding for a, the Chris Anderson stable. And um, I think he'll win better races than this in time. Probably see him in Sydney and Melbourne during one of the carnivals in uh, the next 12 months, I'd imagine. I think he's good enough. That sort of that sort of racing. So he's clear top pick, Ballistic Boy. Parade in next the nine. I'm interesting runner here. Archie Alexander bringing one up north. Thought was very good winning at Flemington and Cup Week. And then again at Mooney Valley. Um, sort of a wide draw there. Did well. So second pick. So you win in next. Doesn't run poorly. Um, and worked him really well with, with a bit against him. And in for fourth, I have the uh, five face toss. Two, nine, three, five. Yeah, I went two ballistic boys, just racing so well and just looks to have still more room for improvement. Five faced off thrown in for second. He's the interesting runner. Got out to the 2020 last start and ran pretty well. Um, so he should be much fitter for that run under the belt. Of course, gets out to 2,200 now. Nine, Barad, racing really well down in Melbourne. Uh, looks well placed on the minimum, 54 kilos and... Bit of a roughy seven tumultuous. He's been out of form for a little while, but he won the Magic Million Stayers race two years ago, finished second in this race, and then won at the Gold Coast. He competed in, the, in those two races uh, last year or earlier this year and, and was a bit disappointed. He's been sort of disappointed in the last sort of 12 or so months, but he is good enough if he can find his best. Two, five, nine, and seven for me. Race seven is the feature, or well, certainly one of the two features here, the Group 3 Vorogue Plate. It's become a really good horse's race. Two of the last three winners have gone on to win Group 1s, including Alligator Blood. Uh, big field here, race, race 7. One. Daniel, um, who are you with? I'm with Got a Kiss on top, but certainly won't be unloading on her considering how deep the race is. Um, no match for Isotope in the mode plate last start, but she was thought easily the second best run of the race. Um, flashing home into second. Beaten three legs. Isotope come out and frank the form by chasing down a star in a away game at its next start. Um, we'll settle closer, I think, from the draw here. Got a kiss, having drawn a good gate. She drew wide last start, had to go settle um, settle probably a lot further back than they would have liked. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, so for a sort of closer run, closer to the action from the good draw, um, it's on top for me. Thunder Mania in next. Cold have always had plenty of time for. Um, just wide last start. Forget, forget the margin there. Um, he's still stuck on okay, considering... He wants all of the 1,400 metres now, though. Apache Chase, um, you can throw in at sort of bigger odds in this. He's been excellent in both starts, back from a spell. Um, in both, he's had to sort of work to sort of get up on the speed, but he's drawn better here. Um, and in for four, in for fourth, Portland Sky, Plutocrat, probably the next two. Um, Plutocrat's looking for the trip and just needs a bit of luck. And Portland Sky, uh, Melbourne visitors, got a touch of class about him, did plenty in his... Um, debut preparation, including winning Group 3 on Cox Plate day before the spell. So, yeah, my numbers in what is a, what is a, a really tough race? 13, 5, 7, 17 and 2. Yeah, I've gone with 6, Oscar Zulu. Good win first up. Only beat 5 rivals, but uh, came from the back and, and was a good, strong winner. He's drawn nicely. I just think he's a, a horse on the way up. He was tried in a couple of Group 3 races in the early part of this season, the up-and-coming and Ming Dynasty. And, uh, yeah, I think he's a uh, horse on the way up from a good gate for Chris Waller. He looks a bit of value. I'm a big fan of Portland Sky. Just 1,400 first up, and he's drawn a tricky gate. He's going to have so much improvement in him, I would have thought, heading to the Magic Millions uh, guineas. So 
Just that little query, first time 1,400 off that little bit of a break. But he is smart. As is number five, Thunder Mania, as you touched on, crying out for further. He stayed at 1,200, second up in the gold edition from a wide gate. He ran quite well. The step up in trip suits him. And nine, Batanga's entry. Always had a bit of time for this bloke. Uh, didn't have much go right in the gold edition first up. He can improve at odds. Six, two, five, and nine for me. Race eight. Again, not a stakes race, but certainly one of the big races of the day. The buffering with 200,000 over 1,400 metres. And again, a big yeah, field to Lord, take their place. The former Hawks Galloper now had three runs for the David Van Dyke stable up in Queensland. Um, hasn't been seen for nearly two months. Bolton at Doombin sat wide there. Set to 400 metres. That form over that trip is terrific. And. Um, I think he'll have to be just that winning a deep race like this, Joel. I think his best certainly good enough, though. And I'm, and I'm backing him in. He sort of um, deserves to be sort of winning a, a feature race like this. Um, it's too good, sort of too good to not have one, one next to his name already. So 10 Desert Lord on top. I do concede, again, like race seven, it's a, it's a very strong race. Three, I've got the three Tambos mate in for uh, seconds. Just to forgive the last start. Four wide throughout. Um, entitled to tyre. So no... No luck with the barriers, this preparation. He's drawn nine here. Probably come in uh, one or two after um, after the emergency's come out or the scratching's come out. Um, but with a softer run, he can certainly figure. High-low, um, the Godolphin horses, when they board up north, always always seem to race well. And I've got Soxagon in next to seven. Um, had a bit against it last start, but was still far too good, beating a few of these. Um, a good ride from Glady Bosson. He stays on board. 10, 3, 12, 7 for me. Yeah, very similar numbers for me. I'm with Desert Lord as well. I think he enjoys being kept fresh. I think that's the way to go. As you said, now with the Van Dyke yard, he's had two wins and a third. Drops a little in weight on that last win. It was only a class six. He was much too good for them. This is tougher, but I think he's more than up to it. 12 high-low, the one to beat. He's very consistent. He'll run you a, a really good race if you know if you've been with him. He's certainly worth sticking with. Seven socks gone, as you said, overcame a bit of a tough trip, but was strong, winning the Loch Ney. and in for fourth number two, Nick Anova, who was pretty good last week, stepping up to the mile, just edged out by the Herovian, and uh, there's not many better form lines going around in Brisbane at the moment. Ten on top for me from twelve, seven, and two in the final event at Eagle Farm again. Another big field. This is for the Phillies and Mares. Important black tight on offer. The listed nudgy stakes, and we've mentioned the Godolphin team. They do, although one of them hand um, is out with Talier. Was scratched. I'm not sure when. Um, sometime today, but uh, who he was my top pick. Uh, sorry, she was my top pick. The twelve, uh, shooting to win mares. It's a Mr. Queller and six starts, but she won't be going around on Saturday. Um, I've now got Nendor for four on top. Have a bit of a task here, so I do concede from the wide draw. She's managed to win from the wide draw before. That was last start in Doombin. She drew 16 and 16. She had the speed to cross the lead and um, was just too strong for them. Hoping she can do the same again. Georgina Cartwright and her get along well. And uh, yeah, just hoping she has the speed from the barrier to, to lead. If she does, she'll be tough to run down. A theory next to one of the, the Godolphin Gallopers you referenced. Um, Done all her work in Sydney, this preparation, and she did it well, beating Southern Lad pretty comfortably last start. Um, Southern Lad, as we touched on earlier, I think will run well on a standish on Friday. In for third, I have uh, Kizakano, first up, very talented Toowoomba. Uh, Toowoomba Philly, who has trialled well at, at home. 
drawn ideally in barrier one. And in for four, I have Persuader. Very good first up. I think she's the overs of the race. The nine numbers after the scratching of Talio. Four, two, 18, and six. Yes, Tyer scratched. I wasn't up to speed with that. So uh, that certainly opened things up. But uh, Godolphin do have uh, a theory in the race who's going to be very hard to beat. She's been scratched out of the Canterbury Classic on Friday night to, to go here instead. Uh, look, I've come up with a couple of roughies here. And number 11, Sophie's Gold Class, who's got a really good winning strike rate. I think she's ready to step to the next level. Um, she's, yeah, as I said, won seven from 17. She's a seven-year-old, so very lightly raced. Obviously had their share of issues with her, but uh, I think she'll give you a good sight at a price, as could number Ooh. 15 hold the line. She's a really good fresh man, never missed the Quinella in five goes. She started 220 favourite to Sophie's Gold Class back in June. That was on a heavy track. I think the, the firmer ground suits her better. So yeah, I'm going to play those two at a bit of a price. Two, Ethereum for third. And six persuader was pretty good first up. She goes in for fourth. Uh, my best, well, I've gone with Glenn Eagles um, to knock off Ranch Hands. So I've made him the best. I do have a fair opinion of him. And I've made my value so dapper earlier in the day, race three, number um, 10. Do uh, what was your best in value, Daniel? hardest to beat on the program, but she can't give that as a best bet at $1.50. So Snow Valley, um, I think will be hard to beat in the Oprah as well. Um, the... Uh, she's third up here, this girl. I think she's ready to peak now. Went forward last start. Was in front for a long way there, but sort of grabbed late. Back to 1,000 will be harder to catch for sure. Um, I don't think there's a lot of depth to this race. There's probably three or four winning chances. I think she's clearly the main one. So she's my best. Race one, 12, Snow Valley. The value in um, race number three, and that is Dissolution. I thought was excellent first up. Sitting wide there. Stuck on well. We suited up, for long, suited up to this longer trip. Um and back onto firmer footing, the, the four dissolution. The race three, four, my value um, at Eagle Farm, job. All right, racing in Victoria on Saturday is at Caulfield, and we don't have any black type action, but as you mentioned earlier, um, some pretty good betting races, some wide races, some tough, big fields. So there could be a few uh, few little each-way plays on offer at Caulfield on Saturday, yeah, really, what, really uh, tough. what have you come up with? Lead the listeners into anything with too much confidence. Uh, I just think that's one of those sort of days. It's um, sort of throw up a few rough results and potentially big quaddy collects. I love a quaddy for that reason. But my best comes up in the second. It's um, a Toronado Golding of plenty of time for in Campisi from the Archie Alexander stable. Um, he was he tackled this track in. Track last start, yeah, Caulfield, 1,400 metres last start. Got settled further back than I thought he would. He has a horse that does get back in his races, but I thought from the sort of the better draw, he wouldn't um, be as far back. But he did settle 10th of the 10 in the, in the race, and he really charged home to just meet Jazz Star, the kind of run up on the uh, closer to the speed. Um, his, ex, his win first up at Bendigo was excellent. Um, I think he's a really good horse and seldom runs poorly, so... From barrier four, hopefully he's not last on the turn again because uh, it is a big field. But if he gets his chance, he'll be, he'll be takes, he'll take some holding out, I think, at the one Campisi. So race two, number one, the best. The value comes up in race five. And look, I'd say this, it is one of the, be- the, the tougher races on the day. Um, but I do like Beauty Betty, who's first up for the Liam and Troy Corson stable. Excellent first up record. She's won two from two fresh. 
And her last first up win was on the Ballarat Synthetic back in May. And it was one of those races you, you have to get go watch on replay. It was sort of extraordinary how she was able to win from the position she was in. Um, she's she fought followed was a pretty reasonable preparation. She didn't win after that first up win, but she raced well in some pretty handy um, affairs. She's won a jump out at Flemington and readiness for this. Um, only has to carry 55 and a half kilos after the Lockie King claim. Um, so my value comes up in race five. Number 13, Beauty Betty. Go. Yeah, well, I've certainly gone looking for value at Caulfield on Saturday. I'll be playing a few each way here. My best is early. I'm trying to knock off the favourite. I've got a decent opinion of that imp- impecunious from the Busted and Young stable, but she did a bit of wrong in that first run. I know the blinkers have gone on. That might keep her sharp. It's just whether she's going to quickly look for further than 1,400. And I'm a fan of Bella Tiara. I was with her at Flemington a couple of weeks ago. Just got a bit lost and then left the run too late, but she did hit the line really nicely. It was a good last 200 metres to get into third. She drops in weight. Dean Yendall stays with her third up. So I'm keen on Bella Tiara. I've made her my best of the day. My value is drone strike. Race six, number 14. This is an interesting race. John McArdle's got a couple of three-year-olds here resuming. Hydro Star had big raps on him after the debut win at Sandown, and then he got knocked off in the vein stakes, finished last, and, and went for a spell. Drone Strike, she had no luck in the Blue Diamond preview at her first start. She then won a maiden and then ran second to Hollyfield. She came back for two runs early this season, tackled the Quisette, drew wide, didn't really get into it, and then went to Sandown. And clearly things weren't well. She was $3.20 favourite. She didn't do much. I'm just hoping off a fresh and she can get back to form. I think she's got good talent. I think she's more than up to a race like this. So I'm with Drone Strike. Watch the market for a bit of uh, bit of support. And a couple of big odds. Biometric, race seven, number one. I thought he did more than enough first up down the straight at 1,200. Getting to 1,400 is a big plus. I was surprised to see $21 about him early. And a massive roughy, maybe just a couple each way here. Race two, number nine, Nina Rules. At $81, which I think is silly. I think she's more yeah, sort of 30 to one chance. She's a... A veteran mare, eight-year-old, but gee, I think she's going really well. She's been freshened since that last run at Sandown. Prior to that, she was good at packing and behind Stay Gold. I don't think this is a lot tougher. She's drawn gate one. Look, she's only won six out of 64, but she's just, I think she's in a, a sort of a good vein of form at the moment, and I don't think she should be anything near 80 to one, so I'm going to have a little something on her. Sydney racing on Saturday is, well, it's at Randwick, but it's on the Kensington track. No black type action there. But we were speaking about Magic Millions races earlier. There could be a, a key runner uh, heading towards the Magic Millions guineas. I think that's probably where they're going to go. In uh, Smart Image, race six, number four. And yeah, I believe yeah, uh, you're pretty keen on him, Dan. Really take it with the first up win at Canterbury. Uh, we know he's got it was always a touch of class about him, considering the, the, um, the horses he was running against and running well to in his first preparation as a two-year-old. Um, he had a bit against him at Canterbury, but went out, he, he really savaged the line. It was some sort of win fresh. And I think he can, you know, if he sort of replicates that image whilst he's up in grade, he, he'll be hard to beat again. He's sort of a very promising colt. Um, and I think he is the best of the day by a bit of a margin at Kensington. Race six, number four, my best. The value comes up in the first. Um, this is a, a tough race, I guess, because there are a few first starters that have that sort of we haven't seen on race day that have have trialed well, but I do like the look of the, the extravagant Colt Wilson's Prom. 
who's third up. He's had the two race starts, both at Canberra in the small fields. He led them up in both. First up, had his chance up in front, was just chased down late by a couple. And last start, backed into a dollar fifty favourite and um, did a bit wrong, and which caused him to lose the race on protest to Rocket Tiger. And we know we saw Rocket Tiger come out in Sydney last Saturday, Joel, and and win, beating a one-off plenty of time for a Vendula Lass. I think it's good form. I thought he was over the odds um, at double at a double-figure price, and I'm keen to back him each way in the first race. One number six, Wilson's Prom. And smart image, just having a look at the market, he is $15 for the Magic Millions guinea. So I'd say that's the way they'll go if uh, he can get the cash on Saturday. I've tipped him as well. But I've made my best for the day, Snowfire, race eight, number three. He's got a bit of upside, this bloke. He's won four from nine. It was a strong win first up at Rose Hill. And then next time out, he came to Saturday grade. He was caught wide on speed. And he didn't give up. I thought it was a, a pretty game effort to run fourth, beaten just over a length by I.M. Benny. I think third up from a spell, he can notch the fifth win of his career. And my value bet is race five, number seven, Soldier of Love. He's been very consistent through his career, but he just he's sort of blotting his copybook a little bit this time in. Thought that his Golden Cup run was okay. And then second up with the 58 and a half, he wasn't bad at Kembla, beaten two and a half lengths by Matawi. Something must have been amiss last time. It was too bad to be true. I know he was wide on speed, but he dropped out and just didn't really give much of a yelp. It'll be better for that. I like the weight drop, 58 down to 52 for an inform Rachel King. I think she'll run, he will run you a good race at each way odds. Soldier of Love, race five, number seven. We're racing an SA this weekend. We've got Murray Bridge on New Year's Day, but Gawler is the, uh, the, pro, is the racetrack for Saturday's action. And we've got a nine race program there at Gawler. Yeah, Daniel, what was your best on value for that meeting? Ferente ticks a couple of boxes here, third up. Um, he's been building up nicely this prep. He's already had the win and the minor placing from two starts. But he's up in trip to um, a staying test, a 2,100-metre race, and I think he's looking for this trip now. He, As well as that, he drops back from a benchmark 75 to a benchmark 64, and as I, as I touched on, he was excellent late at the end of the mile in a benchmark 75 last start. So um, up in trip and back in grade, couple of box tick, boxes ticked there. Um, and yeah, the best on the card for me. Gawler Race 8, number one. The value comes up earlier in the day. It's, um, look, when I did the form early in the week before the sort of markets came out, I thought Indian Gazelle would come up a bigger price, but she's opened about $6. Um, but I'm still keen to have a bet on her at that price. Race 2, number five. She was excellent first up with the boot Gawler on this track. She... Got a long way off them. She was nearly off the sort of the screen when they turned for home. You didn't really like her chances from back there winning, but um, her last sort of 250, 300 metres was was quite impressive. Of the way she she hit the line and um, was race was very strong through the line. There, I think she'll only improve here. Second up, um, I think can settle much closer to the action from Barrier One, where she drew Barrier Eleven of Eleven last start. So Indian Gazelle and um, I think a winnable race there. Second up. Uh, my best, my sec, my next best, I guess, of the card at Gawler. Race two, number five. All right. Well, racing in the West on Saturday, of course, it's usually Perth Cup Day and New Year's Day, but uh, with Ascot falling on the Saturday, we wait 
An extra day for the Perth Cup Group 2 race. Uh, have you heard, Daniel, has Princess Jenny made the trip across? I oh, to be haven't fun. heard Yeah, no, I'm not confirmation. sure. Um, I was under the impression impression that she would be. Um, yeah, they were trying. They were trying to get yeah. on the flight, and I as I of didn't now, hear whether it was. Field, a... as you probably know, but um, yeah, I haven't heard anything. I'll have to. I'll have to look at Twitter. I guess to find some. Yeah, and I guess John McNeil yeah, would have to right. find out because I think he's he's certainly he's certainly riding on. I suppose he could make the trip from the Friday to the Saturday, but uh, he's got a few good rides at Ascot on Saturday. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, if she doesn't go around and he still makes the trip, he might still pick up. A couple of winners. There are three black type races at Ascot on Saturday. Right. The first of those is race number six. And BJ Ryan is with number six, Naughty by Nature, to beat two, Chantray, one, Dance Music, and nine, Aberdeen Queen. The second of the stakes races is race seven. And BJ is with six, Indian Pacific, to beat nine, Mervyn, five, Essential Spice, and seven, Sam is that. And race eight is the Perth Cup. And BJ is with number one, truly great. He's uh, sort of another emerging star from uh, the all-conquering Peters camp. He's got the big weight and a wide draw, but should be hard to beat. BJ likes one, truly great. From four, Nerf Bosk, three, Princess Jenny, and 13, Midnight Blue. Naughty by nature, race six, number six is his value. BJ's best for the program is race three, number three, Ration Alley. New Zealand racing on Saturday. We've got a couple of cards coming in from Tauranga and Tara Nikau. Uh, Tauranga, my best, is race four, number seven, ever so clever. Racing pretty well without luck this time in. Didn't have a lot of room up the straight last start. I think stepping up in distance is really going to suit. And my value bet is race eight. It's a really interesting maiden, this. A few first starters. Number 13, Bunny Up. Well-bred. Uh, by Fast Net Rock and is a half to former New Zealand Derby winner Rangi Po. So for the Tony Pike stable, I think a bunny up can run well on debut with a nice trial. And at Tara Nikau, the best bet is race three, number 10, Deny. This is another first starter. I thought the recent trial was quite good. This isn't an overly strong race. And my value is race five, number six, Caitlin Rose. Been around the mark of late isn't far off breaking through for a maiden win. Well, that just about takes us out for all the racing action this week. It does bring us to one of our favourite segments, the Lazy Lobster. Well, Daniel, the Lazy Lobster has, uh, well, not exactly fired through 2020. It's uh, had a few ups and downs. Uh, Our lucky listener, Cam Johnson, did provide us with a well, a little bit of money back last week, having thrown his 20 onto the very impressive Ayrton. Cam gets to butter up again this week, and he's in the corner of Nick Spur, who, as you would have heard earlier, I also like at Flemington on New Year's Day. So Cam's having his 20 on Nick Spur. Look, it's a weekend very tough, and I'm not overly confident about uh, you know, sort of an awful lot. I'm going to go to Eagle Farm and go with Glen Eagles and hoping he can knock off Ranch Hand in the two-year-old race. So that's Eagle Farm. Glen Eagles for me. What about uh, you, I'm Daniel? going to go to Flemington on Friday as well. Um, race five, the one, riding the wave um, for, my, for my 20, Joel. 
Riding the wave. Excellent. All right. Well, hopefully we found you plenty of winners, listeners. Uh, have a great and safe new year, and we will be back.